Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Good morning, Bravo. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Peterson, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. We've got a great podcast for you. Guys. We're going to be getting a little bit of a roundup as to some of the freshmen that are a little bit under the radar and some of the Big 12 teams to watch out for this year in segment number two from Tobias Bass. He does tremendous work over at The Athletic, and we're going to be diving in on his top 20 freshman list for the upcoming 2023-24 season. He's a man that graduated from Texas X, so we're going to be diving in on their upside. We're going to talk a little bit about BYU, what it means that Cincinnati had their big men be denied waivers, some teams that might be struggling coming into the conference, and also how the travel situation, because now it's a very spread out conference. You span all the way from West Virginia to BYU. That is pretty much an east to west conference, in my opinion, how that might be affecting a few things as well. So we're going to be diving in on that with Tobias in segment number two. I know that there's also a kid from Alabama and there's a little bit of FCC chatter that we're going to be getting into as well. Here in segment number one, we really only saw one piece of college basketball news. We saw a few scrimmages go down, a few of the secret kind, and then you did see Ohio State and Dayton play a little bit of a scrimmage as well. But as I've talked about on the podcast, the scrimmage results, they are pretty much like the points on whose line is it anyway. If you remember that show, everything's made up and the points don't matter. I really don't take anything from those. I was trying to see if there were maybe some stunning players that were out of the fold. Maybe if we were getting some unexpected sort of rotations. Really didn't see anything with regards to the few scrimmages that we did have on Sunday, but that is something that I'm going to try to unearth, and I'll be certainly lending that on the podcast as we go along. And if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what I have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we have those in. First one is my Twitter slash X timeline at GNN underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters ZM. Maybe it does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline, and the other way, that's fine, an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Really only saw one piece of news in college basketball, and we'll recap it briefly as it is involving a five-star guy, Mackenzie Mbakpo. Hopefully I said that correctly. I apologize if I butchered that last name, but he was arrested early Sunday morning due to a Taco Bell incident. Now, I don't think that he's going to be kicked off the team or anything like that because I did read the reports. He was booked at 3.16 a.m. He was out of there by about 6 o'clock a.m. It all seems to apparently rolled into like a Taco Bell parking lot around like 
2.15 a.m. For those of you guys that know about late night Taco Bell, typically they close at 2 a.m. They were refusing to give him food. He was not happy about it, and he was refusing to leave. They told him that if he'd refuse to leave, that they would call the police. So he was booked on criminal trespassing and resisting law enforcement. Less than savory situation, but certainly we've got bigger things going on in the world than someone acting rude at a Taco Bell. Bad luck, no if ands, or buts about it, but certainly I don't think that this is going to be something that is going to be causing him to be like kicked off the team or anything like that. Do want to monitor what sort of suspension you get, because I do think that this is going to be suspension-worthy, and it would be correct if they suspend him for some sort of games. I don't think that this is anything to where he is not going to be suiting up for Indiana at some point this year, and when Indiana has or bigger games, I still think he's going to be out there on the floor. Bad look, no offense or butts about it. Always be nice to those that work at retail, those that work at fast food. Hopefully I'm talking to some people that have worked at I personally worked at a TJ Maxx for five years and those are some pretty thankless jobs. Don't be mean to those sort of people like Mr. Mbakbo it seems was a little bit less than savory to them on Sunday morning slash very late Saturday night, but certainly I don't think it's going to be anything that causes Indiana to be missing him during like conference play or anything like that. So that's what we also on college basketball with regards to a news front on Sunday. Now, let's take a look at what we're getting in the Big 12 this year, and let's take a look at some freshmen that we should be paying attention to with Tobias Bass, who does remind his work at the Athletic, and that comes up next right here on Coast Coast with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. 
Sports betting innovative analytics has taken the guesswork and emotion out of sports betting to bring you an innovative and trustworthy resource to enhance your journey to becoming a winning player. With industry-leading money-back guarantee options backed by their sophisticated modeling, they want to introduce you to a system that's not widely seen or available to help you beat the bookmaker. Specializing in NBA, college basketball, and WNBA, your first week is always free. Get started at SBIA1.com today. With myself, Greg Eames Peterson, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. It is always great to be joined by this fan, Tobias Bass. He does absolutely tremendous work taking a look at the great game of college basketball. He's over there at the athletic, taking a look at all things with regards to college basketball. And on top of that, I know he does a great job taking a look at the stars of tomorrow, taking a look at a lot of recruiting, a lot of scouting, and the man that is out there in Big 12 country is a Texas Tech alum and a man that you're able to follow on Twitter slash X at Tobias underscore Bass, first and last name, and Tobias Always great to have you aboard. Thank you. No problem, and thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining me, Tobias. And Tobias, I know that you're very much locked and loaded for the upcoming season. And I know that recently you put out your list of top top 20 freshmen. You certainly have a lot of the big guys on there that we all know and love. A lot of the guys that we are expecting to have a big year, like Isaiah Collier over at USC. I like that you didn't put it in necessarily order of 1 through 20. You put it a little bit more or less, a little bit more free-flowing. But who are a few guys on that list that you feel like are a little bit under the radar that you think could be able to have a big year that maybe we're not talking about right now? Well, first one comes out to mind is Sam Walters from Alabama. I know there's been a lot of talk about the secret or not-so-secret scrimmages, but I was told this summer that he was been their most productive and skilled offensive freshman so far this summer. And today they scrimmage TCU and he had 29 points. I'm not going to run home with that, but that's impressive for a freshman to play against his first game against other Division One players. And he fires off with 29 points. I think he was seven for 12 from three. He's really underrated. I saw him play at the Wooden 150 camp two years ago, and I was really impressed with him, and I've been following him ever since. So I think he's going to be a freshman for sure that has a good year. I do think that it's interesting as well that Alabama is dealing with a little bit of an injury to Mark Sears as well. And if Mark Sears is not 100%, do you think that that could lead to him seeing more minutes towards being part of the season and a little bit more of a chance to be able to showcase himself right away? I think so. You know, Walters is like a four. He's very similar to Ranton Nelson, the guy they brought. He's very similar. But, I mean, guard play, that really would hurt Alabama. You know, they were one of those teams. They lost Javon Quinterly. They went out of some guards in the portal. They really weren't able to get any of the point guards that they really wanted. So if you take Sears off, you're probably going to be relying on more freshmen to probably handle the ball. You're going to be looking at, you know, maybe Robin Griffin will have to handle the ball more. You know, you're looking at guys like that. So that'll be a big loss for them. Hopefully he can come back. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think that that is going to be something to keep note of because with Alabama, they're in just a big giant logjam, in my opinion, in the SEC, where I don't necessarily see a Final Four contender out there, but I see a lot of teams that they could be right there in the top 25, perhaps like Sweet 16 teams. I'm not sure how you take a look at the conference, but I do think that the likes of Tennessee, Kentucky, obviously have a lot of freshmen. They're going to be relying upon them. Texas A&M, they're pretty rock-solid teams. But the likes of Auburn, who we're talking about right now, Alabama, you just go down the list of these teams. Arkansas, I think that there's a lot of teams that – maybe aren't necessarily bona fide Final Four, Elite Eight sort of teams, but I think that they're very solid. And how someone like this plays, I think could be the difference between Alabama being in that log jam towards the bottom of it or being able to rise up to the top. 
Yeah, no, for sure. There's a lot of good teams in that. Con- I really like a and I'm actually going to go watch them practice, if not this week, probably the week after. But I like their team. I think they brought back over 80% of their scoring, which is like top five in the country for power five. So they're loaded. They bring back a good part of their team. And that was a team that made it to the tournament a year ago. So I think they have a chance to win that league. You know, when you bring back your starting backcourt and Wade Taylor, that really, really helps a lot. So I think they have a good chance to win that league. Yep, and we know that with Buzz Williams, his teams are always going to play very rock-solid defense as well. Tobias Bass, who does tremendous work over at The Athletic, is joining me on Coast Coast Hoops. And the team that Alabama was playing in that scrimmage is TCU. And it's really interesting with TCU because they lose the heart and soul of that team and Mike Miles. And I think that that really needs to be emphasized because we saw TCU when he was out there on the floor. They looked like one of the better teams in all of college basketball. When he was off the floor, they didn't really look like an NCAA tournament team. And they bring back a lot of the ancillary pieces from that team, like Jacoby Coles, Emmanuel Miller, Chuck O'Bannon, Micah Peavy, guys like this. But they're really going to be relying upon someone like a Jameer Nelson Jr. to be able to take that leap up. And how do you see this team playing this year? Because while TCU brings back a lot of production from a season ago, I do have my question marks as to how the team is going to be able to absorb the blow of Mike Miles because he was one of the most integral parts of any team in all of college basketball last year, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree, man. I really like what they did in the portal. They have the number three transfer ranking concord in the 247 sports, but I think they're going to help with that. Yamil Nelson Jr. is going to help. Travian Tennyson from Texas A&M Corpus Christi. You bring in Avery Anderson. These are guys that have played in the tournament. They've been super productive when they've been there, been productive for their own individual schools. You bring in a big Ernest Jude from McDonald's All-American. Isam Mustafa from uh, Coastal Carolina. So they did a really good job in the port. They're older. All these guys, I think, are grad transfers except Ernest Jude. And some of these guys have even played in the Big 12. Avery Anderson has played in the Big 12. Ernest Jude has played in the Big 12. So I think they're going to be good. I don't think they were ranking the AP's top 25. But I think they're going to be one of those teams when the year's over, they, they will be ranked. Yeah, but I think that there's going to be a whole bunch of teams that are ranked in the top 25 oh, yeah. because I Me mentioned too. it at the top. You are a graduate of Texas Tech, and they're a team, I think, when it's all said and done, they might be ranked in the top 25 as well. I do think that there are a few teams that clearly they're going to be fighting it a little bit. Central Florida, we'll get into Cincinnati in a minute, and the fact that their big men did not receive waivers, but I take a look at a team like TCU, Kansas State, Baylor, Texas Tech, heck, BYU, Iowa State. These are all rock-solid teams. These are teams that they're really below that big two of Houston and Kansas, which I really think that they are the top two. And then I would probably slot in Texas right around that number three slot along with Baylor. But I take a look at that middle of the Big 12, those five through like seven to eight teams. I think that once again, that is really going to be the meat of this conference and is once again going to keep big, the Big 12 as the top conference top to bottom in all of college basketball. Yeah, no, I agree. Like you said, it's the best conference in America. They have a ton of tournament teams. I think Tech has a good chance. I think where Tech will surprise teams that are deep. They can play eight to nine guys for sure. They don't have a star player, but they have eight to nine really good basketball players. I think someone fans are to look out for is Daniel Williams from Nevada. He's probably going to be their best player. You know, bring back Pop Isaacs. He's going to also be one of their better players. He's growing up. You know, I think the turnovers will be cut down some more. Same with Lamar Washington. These guys are growing up before our very eyes. I think they're going to be really, really impactful for those guys next year. They're a little small. They have a seven-footer in Warren Washington. But as a whole, the conference isn't that big. So I don't know how much of an issue it'll be. You know, Baylor's big. You have teams like that. But as a whole, I don't know how big their conference is. So it may not be a big deal. Yep, and I do think that it is going to be really interesting to see what we get tempo-wise from Texas Tech as well because I've seen varying reports. There are some people that think that Texas Tech is going to be playing a bit more up-tempo than what 
we have seen in past years just because with Texas Tech, they bring in Graham McCaslin. He was the coach of North Texas, who was dead last in the country last year in terms of total possessions per game. There are some that think that he's going to stick to his guns. Others that think right. that he's going to be playing a little bit more up-tempo. At this point, I sort of am in the middle. I don't think that Texas Tech is going to be 362 out of 362 D1 teams right. in terms of possessions per game. I also don't think that they're going to be playing at warp speed as well. But I think that that's a big question right now with Texas Tech. Just what sort of a style are they going to play at? I think they're going to play much faster, and I think they have to. I mean, just based on pure size, they're not that big. They have a bunch of guys that are around 6'7 and 6'8. So I think that they're going to be able to have to get the fish rebounds push the ball. They have a bunch of good guards. You know, you have Tucson from West Virginia, Darian Williams, Pop, Lamar Isaacs, Chance McMillan from Grand Canyon. So I think some of those guys want to push the pace and those guys can really, can, some of them can make shots. I think he's going to have to play faster. Like he said, it'll probably be somewhere in the middle, but I think just based on how the league is, they're going to have to play faster. Yeah, Ben, this is a big 12 in which these teams are all really good on offense. They're all really good on defense. And when you're a team like Houston, you really don't need to speed yourself up too much just because that team, they always rebound. They are just so stout down low that they're going to be able to play their style. But for a team like Texas Tech, as you were alluding to, with the lack of size having to step up to the Big 12 for Grant McCaslin, I think that he is going to need to tweak some things around just a little bit. As Tobias Bass, who does tremendous work over at The Athletic, is joining me on Coast Coast Hoops. And we do have to talk about one of the biggest things that did happen in the Big 12 over the weekend. That's the fact that Cincinnati, it looks like, are going to be without two uh, big men. And that is really going to be rough for them. Jameel Reynolds, he was denied his waiver, along with Aziz Bendogo. These are two guys that they were really relying upon. And apparently, they are going to be filing an appeal, trying to be able to get these guys out there on the court at some point during the season. But we were talking about Texas Tech having a lack of size. And for Cincinnati, I thought especially if Aziz was able to get out there on the floor, they would be able to rely upon him. They wouldn't have to go super-duper up-tempo. But now I think that they are going to need to play a little bit faster with someone like a freshman in Jizzle James, who I believe that's Edron James's son, if I heard that yeah, correctly. Yeah, he is. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But I do think that for Cincinnati, that's just a really big blow not getting those guys a waiver. And now all of a sudden, I do think that they have to change their style quite a bit as a result. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was hoping they would get it because if those two would have got it, I thought they would have been probably the surprise team in the league. They bring over CJ Frederick from Kentucky. They bring over two good, solid recruits. And you also bring a couple of guys back. And Josh Reed comes back. I think he'll be much better. Dan Skillings Jr., I think he'll be much better as well. So I think they're another team they're going to have to be, you know, they're going to be physical, you know, tough defensively. They're going to have to be able to make shots. That is a big blow. They'll probably be in the bottom back half of the Big 12 now. So that's just a tough blow for them. Yeah, it really is a big blow. And I do think that for Cincinnati, they're going to have a rough time making that transition. I really do think that other than Houston, which Houston, I think that they can play in any conference in America and be very rock solid. I can't have them quite above Kansas as of right now, but I've got them solidly as that number two team. But I do think that for the other three teams, it might be a little bit of a struggle. But the more I look at this BYU team, the more I think that they could be a little bit of a surprise team as well. I'm not sure how you take a look at this Cougars bunch, but I do think that all in all, this is a bunch that they've got quite a bit of upside. I like what they did in the transfer portal. And many of the guys last year, they were freshmen and sophomores, and they did a nice job of being able to maintain the talent that they had a season ago. I think so. They have a talented group. You know, it's going to be an adjustment for it. They have a guy on a mission trip. I wish he was back. We'll be back. Nature, that kid's really, really good. But you bring over 
Marcus Adams Jr., you know, he went to Kansas. He's super talented. That kid's really talented. He does things the right way. He'll be an impactful player for them. Like you said, a lot of those guys last year, they were freshmen and sophomores. I think they only have two seniors on the team, I believe. So this is a group that's played in big games. They got good time as freshmen and sophomores a year ago. I think they'll have a chance. They might surprise some teams as well. And, it's, and we all know it's hard to play up there as well. So they're going to win games just off the crazy environment. Absolutely. And BYU, they always have that good home court advantage over there at the Marriott Center. You have to play at a little bit of elevation. That's going to be a lot of travel as well. And how much do you think that that is going to be affecting the Big 12 a little bit? Because with the Big 12, as it was, it was a little bit of a spread out conference. It certainly isn't what like the American, for example, was a few years ago where you had UConn traveling to like South Florida or anything like that. But now you are going to be having these Texas teams going over to Central Florida, going to the state of Utah. You're going to have like BYU heading on over to West Virginia. That's a lot yeah. of travel. And I do think that that is going to put home court advantage, if it wasn't already, at even a little bit more of a premium this season. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I'm looking at BYU schedule, for example. So they go January 9th to Baylor, not too far. But then they go that Saturday the 13th to UCF. That's a far way to go from Utah all the way down you know, to Orlando, that's a far flight. You know, January 27th, they play at home. They play Texas, which will be a dogfight. Then you have to go a week from then to Morgantown to play West Virginia on the road, which will be another dogfight. So that's just a lot of traveling back and forth. And the players and the staff are going to have to get adjusted to it. It's going to be hard, but, you know, it always goes back to those who you play and when and where do you play them. So you'll see a lot of that this year. Yeah, I do think that that is going to be absolutely massive and have to wonder if the travel is going to be taking it out of any of these teams as well as Tobias Bass, who does tremendous work over at The Athletic, is joining me right here on Coast to Coast Hoops, and we have certainly been taking quite a look at the Big 12. And This could be a Big 12 team, this could be another power conference team, this could be a mid-major, but as you've been preparing for the upcoming season, as you've been doing all of your research, has there been a team or two over the last few weeks that Either you find yourself becoming a little bit more bearish on, because certainly with Cincinnati, that's a given, not having their two big men out there. I did have to be stocked down on them, which I think anyone can understand. But as you've been doing a little bit more research these last few weeks, are there a few teams that maybe you find yourself feeling a little bit better on slash a little bit worse on? I really like what Georgia did this offseason. You know, Georgia, they really haven't been, you know, good at basketball in a long time. But I like what they did in the portal. They brought over some really, really good guys that have played, you know, big roles and big minutes for some of the teams I think that they came from. So you bring over Noah Thomas. I think he led his school in scoring, Niagara in scoring. You bring over a guy from Illinois, Melendez. He comes in over there too. So they brought in some good players. I think they brought in some really good players. I think they'll be a surprise team. I don't know if they'll make the tournament, but I think they're a team that I wouldn't want to play them. You know, it might be one of those games where they just might play spoiler all season. Yep, I think that they could play spoiler. That's a team that I'm looking at as well. And I've been feeling a little bit more bullish on them as well. And Tobias, it's going to be a tremendous season. You're all ready for it. But your season truly never ends because while you do a great job of taking a look at all these college basketball teams, while you do a great job of being able to scour the transfer portal during the off season, you're also taking a look at the stars of tomorrow. You're out there on the recruiting front taking a look at these guys for the class of 2024, class of 2025, and beyond. So you really cover all sectors of this great game of basketball. So love the good people at home. Know it's all on tap for you and how people are able to follow along on social media and other platforms. Oh, you can follow me at Twitter at Tobias underscore Bass. That's T-O-B-I-A-S underscore Bass like the fish. And boy, I had two stories come out last week. One was my top 20 freshman list. Remember, it's not in order. It's like you said earlier, it's sporadic. I have guys from all over. And I added a couple of honorable mentions in there as well. And then I did another story over the Wooden 150. It's a McDonald's All-American evaluation. Can't be out in Vegas this year for the first time. There were NBA scouts there as well. So I was able to cover 
that event and, and showcase the best 24, 25, and 2026 20, prospects that were there. Absolutely tremendous. And with Tobias, I know that he's taking a look at what we're going to be getting out of these future prospects. Certainly what is happening with a guy by the name of Cooper Flagg. That is something that you do want mm-hmm. to be very mindful of. That is currently brewing if you're taking a look on social media and all the rumors are floating out there. He is going to be a big fish for the class of perhaps 2024, class of 2025 and beyond. And Tobias, he does absolutely incredible work taking a look at this game of basketball. Big thanks to him for joining me on Kuska Soups, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And if you do like sharing from the Science Podcast, Kuska Soups, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to go those in. First one is my Twitter slash X timeline at GNN underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters ZM, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Otherwise, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. We have officially reached that point in which we are less than two weeks away from the start of the college basketball season. If you are on like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, list goes on and on, and you're looking for a specific conference preview, I have previewed all 32 conferences here in the final two weeks. I'm trying to get on as many great guests as possible to break down what we're all seeing coming into the season, possibly under some angles that maybe I wasn't thinking about to start out with, trying to be able to dig up a little bit of something with regards to these programs that maybe doesn't meet the eye to start out with and obviously taking a look at injury information, take a look at who's going to be inside shot of the fold opening night so that way we can have an incredibly profitable and fun season. So I'm with you guys every single day on this podcast and I'll catch you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.